what if we invited somebody that was just like a Santa impersonator and then just started asking them very serious questions about faith and mental health? <laughs> You're listening to the CXMH podcast. CXMH is a podcast at the intersection of faith and mental health. And I'm joined as always by my co-host, Dr. Holly Oxhambler. <laughs> Holly, how are you? Hey, Robert. I'm doing all right. How are you doing today? I'm good. I feel like I should formally apologize for that. Um, no, it's awesome. I love it. All you right. are already in the Christmas spirit, and I think that's amazing. So it's awesome. Yeah, why not? Um <laughs> No, I'm doing well. I'm uh, preparing for a couple of cool things today. I have an event later tonight and actually this afternoon I have a, a suicide prevention training that I'm doing. So lots oh, of fun. lots of cool stuff uh, yeah. kind of coming up today that I'm getting ready for, but excited to be here and, and talking with you. So how are you doing today? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that? uh, yeah, that's okay though. You're good. You're doing great. No. I mean, that's awesome okay. that you have. I know. Yeah. That's awesome to hear about those opportunities that you have coming up this afternoon. I know how, you know, just there's so much at the heartbeat of what you get to do. So I, I love that, that you've got that later today. Yeah, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I, I know we were talking just before we hit record that, you know, this time of year is always so wobbly for academics because, you know, we're coming from the go, 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 go mode with coursework and grading assignments and, you know, and everything. And then as soon as classes are done, we shift into like trying to wrap up the semester and just tie up all those loose ends. And then, you know, doing that this year in the midst of, you know, everything, (laughs) just everything um, has just felt really wobbly, like really, really wobbly. And the transitions feel like they have extra layers of like, just, you know, little booby traps all over (laughs) on top of everything. So, yeah, but I mean, all that said, like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm doing pretty okay. I'm, you know, it's, we're wrapping, we're in the last couple of weeks of 2020 and here getting to talk with you. And so that's always great. And yeah, yeah. So we're doing all right. I'll land there. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that. Well, no, I was going to make a joke about your name in Christmas time, but that seems... Oh, no, um, it's okay. That, do you get that often? All the time. I, all the time. The, um, when I was little, the number of times that I would have kids singing, have a holly jolly Christmas to me was just, mm. you know, that is definitely up there yeah. in the, the things that I had as a kid. So, and I also had a lot of, I've had a lot of folks ask too, like if I was born around you know, the holiday season, it's like, nope, my birthday's in April. Like, Mm. (laughs) so, yeah, yeah. you know, but yeah, do you, uh, do you carry with you some, uh, like resentment of, or, or maybe like, I don't really enjoy Holly during these times or, you know, based on some of that? No, not at all. I love it. I'm totally fine with it. I mean, I, this is, this is one of my favorite times of year for a number of reasons, and I totally am okay that my name is associated with the Christmas season. So it's yeah, it's fine. Huh. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's fair. 
I didn't know I, uh, so uh, long-time listeners will know, right, like my undergrad was in music, and I, I played music for most of my life, particularly uh, drums, percussion, mm-hmm. right? And I, to this day, do not enjoy whatsoever the song Little Drummer Boy, because just like my whole life, Christmas time would just be filled oh, with like jokes about Little Drummer Boy. like, really? And I just, I still to this day, I'm like, I hate that song. It's the worst. Really? Uh, and it's, it's not. I actually, nothing about the song is bad. It just, I'm always like, oh, this again, you know? Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. Nobody really makes those jokes anymore because I'm not a little boy and that's not my main kind of focus. But um, yeah, so I, that's why I asked. I didn't know. That's so interesting. Curious. Well, I'm, I'm curious. What, do you have a Christmas, like a favorite Christmas song? Uh, oh, Holy Night is my favorite <gasps> Christmas song. Me too. By like a long shot. Yeah. Me too. That's amazing. Oh, there you go. It's no, the official see, Christmas song of CXMH. It is, for real. That's awesome. Yeah. Tell me why you love it. Um, I think the, uh, the, I mean, obviously, like, the lyrics are just gorgeous and mm-hmm. I think carry a lot of uh, good theology in terms of, like, kind of what I believe about mm-hmm. uh, the person of God and things like that. And then also, I just think the musicality of it. I mean, I just love Yeah the whole everything about it I think it's just beautiful so yeah that's awesome what um do you have a favorite I mean I know we have there's so many different musicians who perform it do you have a favorite uh musician who performs it Mm-mm, no not off the top of my head mm. yeah what about you do you have a, a favorite uh, favorite musician? Oh wait, you said oh you said oh holy night. The song, yeah, yeah uh, the song sure. is Why is not? my favorite for the same reason that you mentioned. And in fact, for those of our listeners who get my monthly newsletter, I had a bit of those lyrics at the top of the December newsletter. So I, yeah, a lot of the same reasons. Like it just uh, the the lyrics are beautiful and they really for me also cut straight to like what I believe about who God is, who Jesus is, um, and just the layers of, of what Jesus came to teach us. Hmm. And then as far as like my favorite musician who performs it, it's, um, sleeping at last. Like I cannot listen to that song without tearing up, um, during a a couple of points. Hmm. One, when he sings about when the soul felt its worth and then, the other, when um, when he sings about truly, he taught us to love one another. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just that whole little that whole little section right there is just such yeah. a gift. So, yeah, yeah. So, so that's mine. But, anyways, yeah. 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 I know it's I been performed that. in a lot of different ways. So I've seen some people posting different versions of it lately. So it's just been interesting and fun to see. So. Yeah. So uh, let's see some other questions I have for you about the holiday season. Um, okay. I know usually like in the past, so like this is so fun for us because each year you and I do get to talk about, you know, the Christmas season and things that we do and traditions that we have. And I, and it, it'd be so interesting for us to listen back through some of those and hearing like perhaps like how some of those have evolved or like, as we've talked about on the show, how like, you know, as Gray's getting older, y'all are kind of adopting new things and trying out new things, you know, with him. Um, and same with Callie yeah. and Oliver, but I'm curious, like, are there, are there any things that y'all have done in the past, you know, whether you want to call it a tradition yet or not, or, or whatever that y'all are, you know, implementing this year. And then especially thinking about in light of COVID and all you just everything with this year, like, you know, how are yeah. those things changing for y'all? Like, what are, how are y'all doing those differently this year? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely some of the kind of like traveling, right? Like we alternate uh, some things and, and some of the traveling and who we get to see obviously is is mm-hmm. shifting, um, which we'll talk about some, I think, in a bit yeah. and kind of larger themes around this year. But I, I do think, you know, some of the some of the smaller, like small, smaller moments, right? Like, and I don't mean small significantly, but small mm-hmm. like scale, Mm-hmm. Where like, you know, the three of us get in the car and go drive around and look for Christmas lights or mm-hmm. um, go to some of those, you know, there's a couple places around here where it's like they've they've put up four million Christmas lights and you can kind of drive yeah. through the neighborhood, or, you know, yep. mm-hmm. um, or making uh, there's like a particular type of cookie that I have some really good memories making. Uh, I remember I you, were, and so. you talked about like mm-hmm. the little the little tool that helped make the cookies, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. So I think we're going to do that this weekend. Um, mm. So that's always fun. And I think, you know, Gray kind of participated last year, but he was pretty small. So this year, I think he'll have fun kind of decorating, you know, you can put little sprinkles on and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think it'll be fun. So I think a lot of things like that, that does seem to be kind of like a, a, a broader 2020 thing of like, hey, we can recognize kind of the the smaller moments and the intimate moments mm-hmm. that are so easy sometimes to kind of blow by because we're like, oh, we get to do these bigger grand scale things yeah. uh, that this year, obviously we, we cannot uh, for the most part. So I think, I think that's, I don't, I obviously don't want to say like good, but it is an interesting kind of like uh, parallel to say like, Hey, we're also kind of recognizing a lot of those things more. Yeah. And that's, I don't know. It's again, we can talk some after I, cause I want to ask you as well, but we can talk some about kind of like the dichotomy of this, yeah. this holiday season. But what about you uh, in terms of, you know, traditions and things like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I just love hearing how some of those things have like evolved for y'all and, and things that you're continuing to bring into this coming year. That's awesome uh, for us. Similarly, like, you know, we we got to drive through some Christmas light uh, displays. Waco has a handful of them. And there's there's some that are, you know, about 45 minutes out that are like, you know, five mile drives of, you know, of Christmas lights. So, you know, we've gotten to do that. And what we actually did this year to just make it a little bit more fun was we got um, some walkie talkies and our neighbors went with us. And they, in the car behind us, like not in our car, they, they kind of followed us down there. And then our kids were like on the walkie talkie with their son, um, talking about the Christmas lights, stirring it. And like, that was kind of fun. So we, you know, adapted it a little bit this year. And then, you know, there's some things that we're going to have to do differently. So every year I know I've talked about on the show that we, take the kids, like we, we make, um, Christmas cookies at home and decorate them. And then, we put them on plates and then we deliver them around to our neighbors' houses and, you know, and, and bring them like a Christmas card. And, you know, that's just one way that we try to love our neighbors kind of well through this season. And we, I mean, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable doing that this year. Like I don't want to bake cookies and drop them off at someone's house and them worry even for a moment about, you know, what, if, whether or not we had COVID. And so, this year, yeah. I think we're going to do it a little bit differently. We'll probably buy cookies when, and then we'll make cookies for us to eat, but, and Santa to eat. Um, but, but we'll probably have to like pick up cookies and then maybe just drop them by, you know, our neighbor's houses instead yeah. of just making them for them. So, yeah. so we're doing little things like that, but, and you know, yeah. we're watching lots of Christmas movies as a family mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. you know, oh, this year, actually, this is a fun thing. This year, um, so we are a family who has not done 
Elf on the Shelf. I don't, you know, our listeners may have strong feelings about that in either direction, but we um, just, that was one thing that our elf just never um, had the margin to... (laughs) to do things yeah, each to night. move around at night yeah, after kids just, go to sleep it just wasn't the elf's jam and so um this year callie our, our daughter decided that she wanted to just put some things in front of the elf and see what happens and apparently when callie puts something in front of the elf and picks out the activity for the elf the elf will do it and so that has been <laughs> That's been a a fun new thing that we've done this year as a family, Um, just getting to see what activity Callie is going to put in front of the elf and then seeing whether the elf does it. And then some nights we have found that the elf is just really tired from watching them all day and just doesn't do it. (laughs) And so um, so that's been kind of a fun thing for us this year, too. But yeah, I like it. Kind of the the delegation of uh creativity yes that's right and Callie has had some of the most creative things like it started with she had um we were doing some little Christmas crafts and she had these like leftover little white pom-poms and she put the pom-poms in front of the elf and suddenly those pom-poms ended up on the floor and it looked like the elf had like a snowball fight with you know (laughs) one of the other little toys in the in the living room so anyways but it's been fun it's been fun watching the kiddos get into that this year so and in so, a feasible uh, way yeah yeah so i do have to ask is sure. it is this elf just like a does fun things elf or do you uh, rope in the because i think this is probably where most people's kind of rub with it comes right myself included mm-hmm. uh, where like this elf is watching you and kind of like the the moral implication of like this is directly tied to how many presents you get right Mm-mm. Is that, or is it just kind of a fun thing? Yeah, it's really just a fun thing. I mean, you know, we've had, um, we've had one night where Callie and Oliver did not get along because, you know, siblings, that happens at times. And um, I mean, you know, just here and there a little bit. Um, Mm. (laughs) But the next morning, the elf, like Callie had her, her little colored pencils next to the elf. And the next morning, the elf took the pencils and wrote for Callie and Oliver to be kind to each other and had a little heart at the bottom of it. So there's not the moral piece, but I think there's like these little gentle nudges of like not watching you in like a big brother way, but like, Hey, remember like y'all can be friends and not just. Yeah. Kind of encouragement upwards. Yes. That's right. Yes. That's right. I think that shift is, it makes a big difference. Yeah. 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 That's been interesting. And I don't know what y'all do with even Santa. Right. But I think Brooke and I have had a number of conversations because obviously like we're at the the point where Greg could start to understand that. And mm-hmm. I think we, we have decided to kind of remove the carrot and stick portion of Santa yeah, in terms of like, it's a direct tie uh, to uh, kind of behavior. Right. right. A, because I, I'm not sure that that's super helpful, obviously long term, but also, you know, I think we've, become pretty aware of of differences among people and right and so if you know your your child and this isn't meant to you know shape anyone else's per se but Mm -hmm. if your child goes to school and says hey santa brought me a ps5 and somebody else says okay well my you know my family can't afford that but it's tied to like santa gives presents based on how good you are you know just all that kind of stuff that i think the ripple effect of a a tradition like that and so i think uh, we've 
tried to kind of figure out and I, I remember you asking I think last year about if we were doing Santa mm-hmm. but obviously we didn't we didn't really need to um, but I think this year we have kind of had more conversations around removing that chunk of it and having it just be kind of a fun like pretend guy you know yeah who gives you you know one or two presents and the rest of them come from mom and dad and all you know mm-hmm. but kind of removing the correlation of like behavior, behavior to, and present, you know, yeah. that type of stuff yeah yeah no I think that that makes good sense that seems pretty congruent with what with what we do too and how Santa shows up for us and I think it's just you know for us it's more about you know the magic of Santa and just watching our kids get as excited as they do about Santa and looking for Santa in the sky, you know, Mm. on Christmas night. And, you know, yeah, there's so, there's so much about it that we love and are trying to bring in things that were meaningful for Corey and I, when we were little, when it came to Santa, but as far as it being tied obviously to like shame or to that carrot and stick piece or anything like that, it's not, it's not that it's more of the, celebration and the magic and the excitement and like just seeing the joy in our kids eyes of like yeah it's so yeah and I know I told you right before we've got we've got a zoom call with Santa tonight so I was about to say uh, yeah (laughs) you said what is potentially uh makes my list of like top 10 sentences of like 2020 (laughs) it's such a 2020 thing to say that's awesome. We have a Zoom call with Santa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm so curious about, is it like, you know, everyone's in a waiting room and you pop in one by one or like they just kind of watch? I mean, what is it? What is this interaction? I have no idea. So it's, um, so <laughs> Baylor is the one who set it up. The Baylor has the, uh, the Mayborn Museum and they're the ones who set it up for the, the museum members. And so when they sent out the invite, I, you know, I, I just went ahead and signed up, but it's, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have to see and then report back on what this is like, but I know Callie's really excited about it and I know Oliver is, so we'll have to see. Now that we know that Santa is like moving into the the 21st century and is tech savvy, maybe we can get him on the show. I know. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be awesome. I'd love to hear what Santa thinks about the intersection of faith and mental health. (laughs) <laughs> um, that, I would I would genuinely be super curious. What if yeah. we invited somebody that was just like a Santa impersonator and then just started asking them very serious questions about faith and mental health? <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But Put it yeah, in our, our bloopers real. Our bloopers real. We'll have to. But yeah, I'll let you know how it goes tonight. I'll be curious. Callie's got her little list ready. And I do have to say it's really sweet. Like she's she's definitely got, you know, her the things that she is asking for for Christmas. But one of the first things that she wrote down, I wish I had it right in front of me. But one of the first few things that she wrote down was that everyone has a safe that everyone has a safe Christmas, that the virus goes away Mm -hmm. And, um, that everyone has a warm home. Um, like those were the, the three things, Mm. but it was like, she had these three little things that I was like, I don't know that I was writing stuff like that when I was her age to be asking Santa for, for sure. You know, she just, I just, I love her, but I'm biased. So, so so we, uh, we talked a little bit about like traditions. I know we, you know, and you had started noting a little bit and thinking about like how specifically this Christmas is going to be different. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and yeah. like what that looks like? 
Yeah, I mean, I th- I think, you know, we we I think both of us kind of professionalized tend to think in themes and like through lines, right? And mm-hmm. I was looking back on twenty twenty as a whole, right? But then even kind of the second half, the mm-hmm. the this part, this chunk of the show, and thinking about like what is it that that we've talked a bunch about, or what what seem to be a lot of the things, and I think it kind of comes to a culmination in this holiday season mm-hmm. regarding like kind of the tension between just a massive amount of grief and then uh, still wanting to uh, celebrate and find joy and, and, you know, things like that. And that kind of what feels like a dichotomy, but I think, I I mean, they can coexist. Right. Right. But Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the holiday seasons tend to be that way for any, for people anyway, um, just in terms of, you know, each year, obviously people are navigating. I mean, we did, we re-aired this year, our episode from last year about Mm -hmm. grieving during the holidays. Mm -hmm. But this year, obviously there's so much to grieve, whether it is, you know, obviously uh, just kind of an unspeakable amount of people have actually like lost loved ones, yeah, whether to COVID or to other things. But then, you know, the kind of grieving the the traditions that you won't get, the moments that you won't get, the, yeah. um, you know, I know I mentioned like some of the traveling that, that we do every other year is not happening, which uh, is is heartbreaking for mm-hmm. um, a number of reasons um, and things like that, you know, and, and so kind of just grieving all of those things while also saying, okay, but we also find reasons to celebrate and be thankful and you know I think we touched on some of this during our our Mm -hmm. gratitude episode but I don't know I just the more that I kind of reflect back and things I think those are the the kind of themes of the year at least for me and everything I've seen has to do with like a lot of how do we grieve and then also be thankful for these small moments or these things that we did get to do uh, mm-hmm. maybe even because of COVID right like just all these things yeah and that's such a, a hard place to to be to be navigating how do I hold both of those at the same time yeah. and to collectively be trying to figure that out you know yes oh my gosh yes I'm I'm absolutely with you I think the uh, trying to hold these these complex and seemingly competing, but not always, but, you know, but trying to hold them simultaneously is difficult. And I think what you're saying around doing this individually, but then also doing this collectively is tricky too. And then not just doing it, you know, it's not like we're doing it for one thing. It's for lots of things too. It's not just like we're only doing it as it relates to like, our families or our jobs or, you know, various groups or various, like whatever it is. It's like, we're doing these for like a lot of different things and reasons. And they, they keep intersecting with one another and layering on top of one another. And not only that, but for long periods of time, like we're having to hold these things, not just for like, you know, maybe a few weeks. It's like, months and now we're you know Mm -hmm. we're looking at almost being at a year since covid Mm -hmm. began i mean actually i think it has been a year since covid actually initially started but then in the united states wasn't until like march that everything like really shut down but um yeah i think i think you're right and trying to learn how to identify all of those, all of those emotions. I mean, there, you know, you just mentioned grief and gratitude, but you know, and, but there's so many others that I think we're not always attuned to or comfortable with even naming those emotions, let alone being able to sit with them or move through them. And so 
it's hard. And then, and then layering, and I don't, <laughs> I don't be like, and then, and then, and then, um, but like, you know, layering <laughs> on top too, the fact that there's a lot that's still moving forward. There's a lot of shifting that's right. having to happen, you know, in the ways that we've had to suddenly, you know, pivot to figure out like, how do you do third grade online? How do you do preschool online? Uh, how do these teachers mm-hmm. juggle having in-person students and online students? How do parents yeah. juggle having kids at home while also doing their full-time job while also just taking care of the home, maybe loved ones as well? And then the financial, the layers of financial concern too. I mean, I know you elevated the piece around like, health and loved ones who are, who, who are grieving this, this holiday for having lost loved ones. But also I realized last night I was actually like going through our list of folks that we send Christmas cards to. And I love doing it each year because I really do spend time like praying for each family as I'm like, you know, writing out their address Mm -hmm. and thinking about them. But, but I realized last night, like just the, the weightiness of like, each family and what they have navigated this year and walked through and the gratitude that I had that many of them, I'm still sending cards to them and I'm thankful for that. And just that they're doing generally okay. Like just recognizing those gifts. I think it's just a lot. It's a lot more profound this year, I think, than it has been in previous years. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and then, you know, trying to be gentle with ourselves through all this too is, is, you know, important. So, yeah. Oh, well, it's certainly a, a weird to, to understate it uh, quite a bit, right? A, a weird holiday season for most folks or maybe even for all folks. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to think like, oh, you know, do we have one or two pieces of advice? But like, I don't, I don't, I can't even begin to think of like, here's one or two useful, you know, it's just, there's so much to it. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't think that we can just, you know, I don't think there's any like one size fits all, you know, advice to move through this. But I do think, I know yesterday I had shared, yesterday I had shared a post that said, feel it to heal it. And I highlighted some things that, that really focus on like naming the feeling that we are experiencing, Mm -hmm. asking ourselves, like, where do I feel this in my body and noticing the emotion that's tied to that, thinking through and asking yourself, like, what is this feeling? What is it telling me matters to me? And whether or not there is anything for us to do from by identifying that feeling. So all that to say, like, I do, I do think, and I would hope that our listeners, like there's no one size fits all in how to navigate this holiday, but I do hope and pray that our listeners are able to carve some time to pay attention to their emotions and to feel them to the best of their ability through this season, to not stuff them, numb them, run past them, push them aside or project them but to actually name the feelings through this really wobbly, weird, awkward holiday and the tension with, amongst them and so that they can actually move through them. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I, I hope, I don't, I hope that doesn't sound like flip it in any way, shape or form. I just, I do hope our listeners no, no. can feel these emotions. Cause this, this is a, this is a weird and wobbly holiday season. And then I think we're all kind yeah. of feeling it. So, yeah, 
Well, as we kind of wrap up the first half of season five, I'm curious if you had kind of one favorite moment from this year and uh, this at least like, you know, since whenever we started back August or September or whenever, um, if you had kind of one favorite moment or anything like that, that would be worth kind of giving a, a shout out to. Mm. Are you looking up the episodes? I- Yes, I, I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the page pulled up too. Look at you. <laughs> so I will say this. I really did um, enjoy and appreciate that you and I had more like you and I chats this season and um, like just yeah. this first half. I know some of that was just out of feasibility that, you know, for <laughs> all the things that you and I both were juggling and carrying and navigating this semester, it it worked really well for us to say, you know what, let's just pick this topic and like you and I just like riff on it. Like, let's just do that. And yeah. that was that was fun. I actually really enjoyed getting to have more like one-on-one chats with just you. I love all yeah. of our guests this season. I mean, I'm looking back through them and I think they all were so appropriate and helpful and relevant to what it was that was happening throughout this fall. But I really, I really enjoyed just having some more chats, just you and I. And I liked getting feedback from our listeners that like some of our listeners had kind of commented a little bit more on the episodes when it was just us. So that Mm -hmm. was fun too. So what about you? Yeah, I think I would agree. I mean, uh, I think I've talked before about how much I, I like those episodes and again, while acknowledging obviously that we love our guests and uh, we have some uh, fantastic ones coming up for the mm-hmm. spring of 2021, mm-hmm. either that we've already recorded or that we have lined up to go. And I'm, I'm super excited about those. But I do also love the ones where it's just you and I. I think there's been a couple this season that I've I've wanted to have on for a while, which has been really cool to kind of finally get them to for, yeah. to finally work out, I'll say, scheduling wise and things like that. Um, yeah. So that's been cool. And, you know, it's, it's interesting that obviously do like putting the show together is uh, kind of an added uh, pressure, things like that. It is a labor but of also love. It does, we, yeah. yeah <laughs> but it, it, it also does kind of provide this uh, sense of like consistency of, I like getting to, to create something each week. I like getting to have these conversations mm-hmm. both with you and with other people. Like, I think it does also provide obviously a lot of benefit to at least my life. And I think you would agree based on the conversations we've had. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just cool that, you know, there was an interaction on Twitter uh, last week or so where somebody had pointed out something they had learned from the show. And yeah. I thought, I also learned that from the show, Yeah, uh, you know? And so I just think that's so cool that we get to do that. And I'm grateful for our, our listeners and our supporters and, and obviously all the guests and for you just to, that keeps making it happen and makes it possible yeah. um, over all these years. But then especially throughout a year that has been, I think you you said wobbly, uh, which is uh, mm-hmm. I think pretty apt, right? Like this year has been uh, just kind of all over the place, and you know, getting to continue doing this has been cool. So I appreciate mm. it for you, listeners, guests, and for you. Mm. I love that. I I think you're. I, I'm really glad you elevated that because I think I would I would echo it as well in saying that the consistency and rhythms and rituals of like us recording each week have been helpful, but the content that we've been discussing like has been, you know, I know we, we, we create this content and offer it for others, but it's really good for, you know, I'll, for me, I feel like it's always helpful for me to like, you know, just take a moment to 
to think about this and to learn from our guests. I know that was something I said when you had first invited me on as a co-host about how, you know, the opportunity to have this front row seat with these thought leaders and authors, like what a gift it is that we get to do that and to get to learn from these folks and ask them these questions. But yeah, I think you're right. The fact that what we've navigated this year, um, just realizing and appreciating that we've had this opportunity to talk with these folks and ask them these questions during something that we are all navigating in a really mm-hmm. strange way has really been a gift. So, so I'm grateful for yeah. you too, Robert, and for our listeners and our guests. And yeah, yeah, this was a this was. I'm I'm really I'm glad we kept this going through this year. I mean. Not that we were, not that there's any, you know, that's, that that wouldn't have happened, but, um, but I'm glad that yeah. we kept it going for us. And then for all the reasons that we heard from listeners that it was helpful for them too. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we obviously will be off for the next handful of weeks, uh, kind of turning the page on the, the end of the year and beginning of the year, things like that. But we will be back in January with the second half of season five. And as I mentioned, uh, some really exciting things, some great conversations Mm -hmm. that I'm looking forward to uh, having or releasing if we've already had them uh, and, and seeing what other folks think of them and being able to share them. But to all our listeners, I do uh, again to say thanks. And I I really hope that, you know, I know we mentioned this often, especially this year, but we really do hope that you are taking good care of yourself, that you are leaning on each other, um, all the, all the things that, you know, you would, think that we would say uh we we really do mean Mm. that and i hope that over the next couple weeks month or so right that that there's space for celebrations and thankfulness and great moments while also having space for just the the weirdness of it all and the grief and the you know that that those things don't have to smoosh each other out Mm, that's good yeah thank you all so much for tuning in this fall semester and you know as robert says i and we hope you take good care of you and be safe. Take good care of yourselves. And we will see y'all in January. Thanks for listening to the CXMH podcast. Want to score some major brownie points? Leave us five stars and an honest review on iTunes. Follow us on social media at CXMH Podcast and email us with questions, comments, and interview requests at CXMH Podcast at gmail.com.